With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Talk is about to begin. Hey, 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 come on in. Welcome back to Betting the Buckeyes here on Buckeye Talk. It's Doug Maurice. It's Tyler Shoemaker. It's me, just a podcast guy. It's Tyler, the official bookmaker of Buckeye Talk. And we are here to talk about the Ohio State Toledo game, 7 o'clock on Saturday night. What are some betting angles to that game that could be interesting? And then, as always, T. Shu and I will each make one bet from each of the Power Five conferences. We'll see how we did last week. We'll go head to head again this week. And at the end, we like to call money making time. That's where T. Shu gets in the weeds and gives you games involving Middle Tennessee State and Idaho and the teams that you don't care about, but you might win money on. And what's better? What could be better than winning money on a game that you have no interest in? That's what gambling is all about, Tyler. It's bringing life to games that otherwise would have zero meaning except to the people who happen to go to college there, right? Yeah, that, that's exactly right. So like you said, Middle, Middle Tennessee State, Akron, you know, all of those G5 teams that would not be fun to watch otherwise, suddenly you throw 10 bucks on it and it's the greatest thing you've ever seen. <laughs> Uh, it's it's such and i like to think of it as ten dollars well spent because you know i'm assuming that i'm i'm gonna lose but you have to take that into gambling you know right i mean i I like to go to the track every now and then i have to go see the ponies and you go and i always say when you go to a movie you're definitely gonna lose now you're gonna be entertained but you never win money at the movie you go to the track you're going to be entertained, and there's a chance, no matter how small it might be, that you'll come home with more money than you went with. That never happens at a restaurant unless you steal the tips off the tables, which I am not recommending at all. Most people don't leave cash tips anymore anyway. Although if you leave the cash tip, then the server doesn't have to put it on their taxes. So actually, I enjoy the cash tip when you can. It's like get a little boost for them. Give them the cash tip, pay your bill on the credit card, leave the cash tip. But maybe I'll steal it. No, I won't steal it. Can you imagine? Those poor chili waitresses imagine? that you're stealing their tips. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I love it. I, lo- I love the, the Diet Coke is spicy. I like the chips and salsa. And I also like stealing tips from the servers. That is my, those, that's the threesome of the Chili's experience. All right. Ohio State versus Toledo this week. By the way, just to note, you were very uh, high on the over in the Toledo game last week, and it didn't go over by like 40 points. You nailed that one, didn't you? Yeah, I, yeah, I, I'm pretty sure Toledo covered the over by, by themselves last week. So so that means the Rockets have a little fuel to them here. So this is an off, you know, they scored, I think, 55 against UMass. In this game, Ohio State favored by 31 and a half and the number I'm looking at against Toledo. Does that sound right to you, 31 and a half? Yep. 62 and a half, the over-under, 
but also sometimes Tishu, you like to to find other bets inside the Ohio State game. Is there anything with the thirty one and a half that Ohio State's giving, or the sixty two and a half over under that you like when it comes to the mainstream bets? Yeah, so not not surprisingly for anyone that's that's been following our conversations here over the years, there's not much value in betting Ohio State against the spread again this week, especially against uh, a MAC team in Toledo that you know, like you said, no one really cares about outside of people that may have have gone there. So I project this game at like twenty eight and a half. So the value from the game spread is going to be on Toledo. Uh, I do like the under again, and I think Mm. this isn't going to this isn't going to be my this isn't going to be my official play on on this game. But I do think as you were as you were talking about last week, it did kind of make me think like, hmm, because I I was kind of nervous. Like, man, I'm projecting under on this again, but you know, JSN's coming back. Like, you don't know, but I think this line partially got inflated because of what Toledo did last week to UMass. But as yep. we've seen, Ohio State's defense is not UMass. So I just – I obviously I don't think they're going for 50. And I I project them at 15, and I honestly – I think that might be high. I think, I think it might be more like 10. That kind of analysis is why you're here on betting the Buckeyes. Ohio State's defense is not UMass. That is definitely <laughs> correct. I – that makes me feel sad a little bit because I actually like the over a little bit because I actually could envision Toledo moving the ball slightly. And then it's like, all right, well, how much of that 62 and a half does Ohio State actually have to account for? So, know, no surprise. Listen to T-Shoe. Don't listen to me. Is there something else inside there? Is there anything? If you ha- if you were making a bet, you say, yeah, you know, I'm going. Are you going to this game? I'm not. I, I'm going next week, though. To, You're going to Wisconsin. Wisconsin game. Okay. Yeah. So if, if, if you know, you want to be in the stands, you want to drink a Diet Coke, you want to get a bag of peanuts, and you want to put five bucks on something just to feel alive. You're dead inside, right? Say you're dead inside, like me. And you just want to feel the emotion that humans feel. Most humans would, would, would feel that from love, from excitement, from joy. You know, but say you're dead in, and you're... Your heart is black, like mine. And you need gambling to give you that. I'm going to the game. I want to bet on something. Could you got, can you help me out, Tissue? What you got? So if I was going to put some you know, pizza money on this game, I think I would lay 20 with Ohio State in the first half. Um, and the reason for that, again, I, their red zone defense has really impressed me over the first couple of weeks. So even – even if Toledo, you know, their their quarterback's a pretty good dual threat quarterback, uh, Finn, I believe his name is. So Daquan Finn, Daquan to... Finn, Mister Football in Michigan in 2018, Tshu, Daquan Finn. Well, I I did not know that. So, but you know, I do know that he's he's pretty good. He's a good dual threat guy. So maybe they do move the ball, but Arkansas State moved the ball pretty well too, and they ended up with 12 points. And I just. I don't know that Toledo is going to be able to, to really score a lot. So, I mean, he, and, and with JSN coming back, I really think, you know, I don't know how many series he plays. I, I tweeted this earlier, like maybe he's in for three or four series just to kind of get his legs back under him going into the Wisconsin game. So I think if Ohio State's going to really put the pedal to the metal, I think it's going to be in the first half, maybe get JSN a, a score or something. Uh, so I would lay 20 with Ohio State in the first half because, I mean, even if it's 24 to 3 or 28 to 6, that covers this number. And I think that's totally within the realm of possibility. So let me ask you about this from a strategic standpoint, because I got burned on this last week in one of my 
picks, and, and we will be talking about it later as I work through this. When you have a big favorite, we've talked about this. Sometimes in college football, you wind up in, in the fourth quarter especially. You're trying to get in the mind of the coach. You're trying to figure out how much do they want to put in the backups? How much do they want to protect the starters? How much do they want to score? In the first half, you're probably just betting football. Right, And if you look at this, you're saying that's a 20-point first half line. It's, it's a 31.5 point line for the game. So it's, it's quite a bit more in the first half, right? But maybe there's a little more certainty to it that you're not saying, well, Ohio State got ahead 60-3 to or 40-3, you know, and I felt good about my minus 31.5, and, and then they gave up two garbage touchdowns with the third stringers, and suddenly you lose the bet. Is strategically, if you like a favorite... Is a first-half bet, maybe does it ease your mind because you're just betting football? Generally, yes. This is actually something that I'm really interested in in diving into next offseason uh, is is how the first half first half and full game you know, splits kind of worked out. Like if a team covers the first half, how often do they cover the game and that sort of thing. I, I do plan to dive into that in the offseason. I do know there was a streak uh, – a couple of years ago where Alabama was like 19 or 20 in a row covering the first half spread. Now they didn't cover 20 game spreads in a row, but they covered the first half like 20 straight weeks. So I tend to think, especially with these elite teams like Alabama and Ohio state, I tend to think there actually is value. Now odds makers do, you know, so they're not just cutting the spread in half for the first half. Obviously, as you pointed out, the, the game spreads 31 and a half. The first half line is 20. But for those two quarters, I can say with 100% certainty, Ohio State's going to line up, they're going to play their ones, and they're going to play as hard as they can and, and try to score as early and often as they can. So I'll take my chances of them outscoring Toledo by three touchdowns in the first half. Okay, so that's your bet. If you're thinking about betting the Buckeyes, it's the name of the show. I mean, you're probably thinking about it. Think about betting the Buckeyes. Maybe it's that first half line. Maybe it's that first half line. Buckeyes minus 20, it's minus 31 and a half for the game, and it's just going to be hard to find value there. When we come back, we're going to make this showdown between Tissue and Little Dougie even more explicit this week. We'll do it next on Buckeye Talk. Doug Maurice and Tyler Shoemaker back. Tissue, real quick, the people, they're into it, right? They're, they're, they're getting excited. People are listening to the show. They want to follow you. You put out. You are. You start slamming stuff on on Mondays, right? You don't. You don't wait. You're you're on it. Where can they follow you? Because believe it or not, this is a this is just a a, a morsel of the information that you provide. How can they get even more tissue in their lives? Yeah, absolutely. Follow me on Twitter at Buckeye Tie Twenty Three. Definitely the best way to get every any you know just nugget piece of information I come across in digging into you know the current season's results past season's results, any type of trends I come across, I tweet all that out, uh, give out everything that I personally bet I tweet out. Uh, so, you know, if you want to tail and get the full experience, you can do that. And uh, I think a lot of people are doing that and they're really, really enjoying it. We had a, had a great week last week. All right. So I didn't have a great week. Why well, have to rub it in like that? So uh, you, did you watch Lost? It was a TV show. It was popular. Did you ever watch the show Lost? It was probably on when you were in high school. Oh, yeah, I. I I love it. I've watched it twice. Oh, you've watched it. I, I want to go back and watch it again. Um, there's a monster in it. 
the the big thing in that show was man of science versus man of faith, right? That was the big thing in that show. Man of science, that's like the handsome guy, and the man of faith, it's a bald guy. So in this show, at least for this week, we're going man of math versus man of emotion. And I purposefully, with great thought, while I was eating an Asian Thai chicken wrap in my car before the podcast started, I was like, I got to make my bets. I'm a man of emotion this week. I'm an emotional person, Ty. So I tried to make all my picks based on the emotion of the teams because I'm feeling emotional because in these picks, the big, you know, we're, we're picking one game each from the Power Five conferences. I went two and three last week and I hit my App State pick. I said, Texas A&M, I like the fact, Tishu, that my biggest win of the week was when I made my Big 12 pick of the week and I made an SEC team, the Big 12 team, because I forgot what conference Texas A&M was in, and that was my best pick. So I got that one right. We went head-to-head on Pitt, Tennessee last week, and I think I had not, well, you had it as an upset special potentially. I had Tennessee minus five and a half, and they won by six in overtime, which is like cheating, right? I mean, like, I think it should be what the score is at the end of regulation, Right, because I really didn't win, but I backed into a win. And that was my only other win. I went two and three. I had USC. This this is what I want to talk about. So USC, I thought when we talked about it, it was like a seven and a half point line. It got to nine and a half by the end of the week. I thought that was a weird line against Stanford, but it scared me too much. And so I decided to bet the under and then it went over. So I lost that. What is the strategy of when you think something is such an obvious bet, but you're an idiot? And you scare yourself away from the bet because it seems so obvious to you. Because that's what I did with myself with USC last week, and I lost as a result. Should I be scared of myself? (laughs) Or should I just, if something looks too good to be true, should I just take it? Help me. I'm with you because I, I literally tweeted this out earlier in the week. Like, well, we've reached the point in the week where I just stare blankly at my screen and second guess everything I think I know about betting. And I do this every single week. Okay. So I, I really psych myself out. I'm, I'm with you. And I think this is where some people may refer to it as like a trap line or, or things like that, which that's like trap line to me is like the word narrative to you. Like it just, it drives me insane. Vegas isn't trying to, odds makers are not trying to make you bet any side. The line is what it is for a reason. It's up to you to figure it out. And And with the USC thing, my power rating told me it was it was that, and you know, looking at the at the the money percentages that I that I always give out, there was money, there was sharp money coming in on on Stanford, so that's what was driving that line down. But the number was what it was. My projection was higher, so I took USC, and it worked out. Yeah. Okay. So I'm not going to do that anymore. I'm going to go down with my own ship. I'm going to, but I can't, if I don't believe in myself, Tissue, who's going to believe in me? Who else would believe in me? So I got that one wrong. I got Miami wrong because they started slow. I said Miami minus 25 and a half. They won by 23. Nah, I, I don't know. And then Michigan, we went head to head on Michigan. And this drove me bazonkers. I think Jim Har- Harbaugh has handled the Michigan quarterback thing really well. But Cade McNamara stinks now. And so Michigan was minus 52 and a half. They were ahead 42 nothing at halftime, and I felt really good. They got outscored by Hawaii 3 to nothing in the third quarter when they put in Cade McNamara because Hawaii might be the best team in major or the worst team in major college football. And Cade McNamara went punt, punt, pick 
against that defense. After J.J. McCarthy had sliced them apart, it winds up being a 56-10 to Michigan win. I lose the 52.5-point bet. You had taken Hawaii, but weren't you nervous at halftime when Michigan was ahead 42 nothing? Oh, 100%. Yeah, I, I had no business winning that. But those are the type of games where, like, you know, I didn't pick Hawaii plus the points because I thought they were going to play a close game with Michigan. And though with, I mean, with a 50 point line, you're basically just, my hope was it would, that it would play out like it did where Michigan gets up huge and then just, you know, puts it in cruise control and it's happy to get out of there with a 46 point win. And that's, that's what happened. But Michigan no, I, gets up huge you, and then, mad. yeah, <laughs> I'm mad. And then the quarterback who was their quarterback when they went to the playoff last year, like can't score points at all against Hawaii. Anyway, JJ McCarthy's a starter now. So I went two and three in these, in these uh, these these this group of picks last week. What did you do in this group of picks last week? I was four and one last week, so that what? that brings me to se- seven and three on the on the year so far. And four and one, man. All right, and yeah. the one okay, four and one, fine. Seven and three. The, no, no, no. Yeah. You're the smart guy. I want you to do well. I want you to do well. I'm just mad at myself because, but it's one of those things. The two games that I think I had the better handle on USC and Michigan, I lost both of them. And I backed into a Tennessee win that I had no business winning. So it all evens out. So I was two and three. I'm five and five for the year. I'll live with it. I am making five emotion bets. One on love. One on hate. And three on the natural roller coaster that is college football. The ups and downs of teenagers. So let me start with my bet in the Big Ten, which is all about love. And it is the love of a father for a son. And it is the love of a head coach for a vastly unqualified offensive coordinator. And of course, I'm speaking about Kirk Ferentz and his son. What's his name? Chip Ferentz? I don't even know. Stu? What's his name? Brian. (laughs) Brian, little Stewie, little Stewie Ferentz, who has no business. Zero. I'm more qualified to be the Iowa offensive coordinator than he is. Iowa is favored by 23.5 versus Nevada. I don't think Iowa can score 23 points in a college football game against anybody. So I'm going to take Nevada. Nevada. I was born in Nevada. I know it's not ah. It's not a schwa. It's ah. Nevada. I'm going to take Nevada plus 23.5, and and I'm going to dare Brian Ferentz to put 24 points on the scoreboard. Dare you, Brian Ferentz. See if dad, tell your dad, hey, dad, watch the game set. Oh, no, your dad is going to be watching the game because he's your boss. I'll take it all day and dare Iowa to score 24. But, but that's based on the love of a father for a son. Do you love that bet, T-Shoe? Do you love it? I actually do. I, I'm, looking at my, I'm looking at my sheet. I project that game at 19, and I'm just thinking, like, this game's going to be 21 to 2, isn't it? <laughs> Definitely. It, it is. You're, you're going to catch this, and the only two Nevada points are going to be an Iowa safety because Spencer Peaches can't get out of his own way. <laughs> oh, my God. So so that's my Big Ten bet of the week. What is your Big Ten game? Is Are you also – are you want to ride with me? Let's be brothers against the – let's be family against that family. <laughs> I, I, I do like it. There were a couple of Big Ten games that I, that I considered. Um but I settled on Indiana, Western Kentucky, under 62. Uh, it opened at 62.5. I project 56.5. And, a half. and here's, a, here's a trend for the people that I, that I uncovered this week in digging into the season so far. Totals that move two points or fewer in my favor 
have gone 15 and three, 83% so far this year. So there's some numbers behind that. So it's under 62. This is WKU that put up a gazillion points last year with Bailey Zappi at quarterback and his old coach was there and they threw it around. But Bailey Zappi's gone. Yeah, they're, yeah, they're not, they're not that. Yeah, they're not, they're not that this year. So, okay, man, there might be some residue, right, on that. There might be some residue even there. Like, well, you know, yeah. Western Kentucky was putting up 80 a game last year, but that dude's in the NFL now. Yeah. All right, that's, yeah. those were our big 10 picks. Um, let, let me do one. Let me do a motion now, just the natural motion of college football. And I'm going to take UTSA plus 11 and a half against Texas as my big 12 pick. Texas, who frankly should have beaten Alabama last week. We don't know who the quarterback for Texas is going to be. Steve Sarkeesian is still acting like, like Quinn Muir's might play, but it's been reported he's out for four to six, week, week, six weeks. Hudson Card, the backup, also was limping around last week. We don't know who's going to play. UTSA is kind of real. Jeff Trailer's the coach there. My buddy Shahan from the College Football Survivor Show loves Jeff Trailer. Frank Harris, the quarterback, is throwing for 350 a game, three touchdowns a game. I just think it took a lot out of Texas, and they're not all the way there yet. And I don't know that Sark, Steve Sarkeesian as the head coach, is ready to like settle them down after a huge win. They showed the world last week, and now all of a sudden they're going to come in and like beat UTSA by four. And because UTSA is, is good. And this is now UTSA is going to get up for Texas the way Texas got up for Alabama. And they have a real quarterback. So that's an emotional pick. I'll take Texas San Antonio plus 11 and a half versus Texas. What's your big 12 pick? You like my emotion? Do you feel the emotion? I, I do. I do. My so I mean, my number isn't isn't adjusted for obviously the two quarterback injuries or anything like that. But from a situational standpoint, I, I love that pick. Uh, you know, Texas played their Super Bowl last week, so they're they're going to be you know coming down. And this is this is UTSA Super Bowl, so I know I love that. Uh, my Big Twelve pick is going to be Kansas State minus fourteen against Tulane. This line opened at twenty. Got bet all the way down to 14. I project 14 and a half, so not a ton of number value there, but I am through a key number. And again, this this fits that uh, line move trend uh, where sides that move three and a half points or more that create value in my number have gone 14 and six, so 70% uh, on, on the season. So I'm I'm going to back, uh, back the Wildcats. I, this is a team that I think I frankly have undervalued at this point, so the fact that I found value on them this early in the season, I'm, I'm going to jump on it. No, I liked. I looked at that one too. We Shahan and I are dancing around K State on the College Football Survivor Show. Could they be in the, like the top tier in the Big Twelve? I think we're we're getting a handle on that a little bit. So I like that pick. Let's go to the Pac twelve more emotion, and I'm going to play the emotion of both teams on this one. I'm going to take Fresno State plus twelve and a half against USC. Fresno State last week lost a tight one in the final seconds to Oregon State. USC, I don't know that they're fat and happy, but like in week one, we talked about they had three pick sixes. They played well against Stanford, but also I think Stanford is not very good. And Stanford came back at the end of that game. And even if like if you had, the, if you had USC at minus nine and a half, it got a little dicey at the end. I like the 12 and a half because Jake Hayner, the quarterback for Fresno State, is a real dude. He's averaging 368 passing yards per game. I think this is like backdoor cover all over the place because I don't I don't know that I still trust the Alex Grinch USC defense for four quarters. So I could imagine USC, you know, being up 20 going into the fourth quarter and giving up two scoring drives to Fresno State and Fresno State loses by seven or 10 or 11 or something like that. So I like the number. I'll take Fresno State 12 and a half because again, I just think, I think USC is probably feeling pretty good about itself and Fresno State's ticked because they're good. Fresno State would probably be like the 
fifth best team in the Pac-12, and they're mad that they lost to Oregon State last week. So I like this one. I do too. I, this actually, my upset pick of the week came down to this and the pick I ended up making. But I, yeah, I'm with you. I, I think Fresno State will be right there with them. Uh, I actually also, my Pac-12 play is on this game, but I'm going to take the under 74. Uh, it opened 74 and a half. I project it at 60, which admittedly my projection on them probably is still a little low. However, like I said, like I said last week, they had three pick sixes in the first week. Last week, they also were the beneficiary of some Stanford turnovers. So I think they're getting some easy points that I, I don't think are necessarily replicable or predictable moving forward. Uh, so I think their turnover luck is going to kind of regress to the mean here, and I'm going to I'm going to take the under 74 in this game. Oh, good. So we can watch that one together and uh, and root for Fresno State uh, to to lose like. 35 to 28 and then everybody goes home happy okay acc this is my last roller coaster of emotion i'm going to take nc state minus 10 and a half versus texas tech i feel like this line might have been oh no he's laughing at me i don't like it Uh, this i feel like this oh this is the upset pick of the week you're taking texas tech over nc state great okay well i'll go through my spiel anyway i think before the, i'll be curious i think before the season this line might have been like 14 NC State should have lost in week one to East Carolina. They got healthy last week and blew out Charleston Southern, but Charleston Southern's nothing. Texas Tech, their starting quarterback got hurt, and then their backup beat Houston last week. And now all of a sudden, everybody's fired up about Donovan Smith, the backup quarterback at Texas Tech. I just still think that NC State's pretty good. They played a terrible game in week one. Terrible. They would have lost East Carolina, except East Carolina kicker missed two kicks. But Devin Leary, the quarterback, I still think is the real deal. NC State came into this season thinking they had a chance to win the ACC. They got to get right. Like, it's get right time. And I think Texas Tech might be coming, but I also could see the backup quarterback coming back down to earth a little bit. So I'm going to ride the wave of NC State has been down. Texas Tech is up. And I think the wave flips them both this week. And I think NC State is just the better team. And I'll take them at home minus 10 and a half. And then now go ahead and destroy my pick. Go ahead. Go ahead and destroy my pick. You actually make a pretty compelling case there. And I do think if there's a time to buy NC State, it's probably now after, you know, like you said, no one paid attention to the Charleston Southern game. All, all people are going to remember is that ECU game where they didn't look very good. So if you're going to buy, now's probably the time. So you're, you're probably right. So I'll, I'll, however, however, I'll get to my, I'll get to my upset pick at the end. Um, so my ACC pick is Purdue Moneyline. Um, and that's plus one Oh five against Syracuse. This line opened as with Purdue as a three point favorite and then has swung all the way to Syracuse as a two and a half point favorite. Um, and again, sides that move three and a half points or more in my favor have gone 70%. And in addition to that, 75% 75% of the time in college football history, the team that wins the game covers the spread. So I don't need the two and a half points. I'm just going to take Purdue on the money line. Okay. Believing in the Boilermakers, who might be the best team in the Big Ten West. We'll see. Um, Syracuse, right? Sean Tucker, good running back. Their quarterback play, I think, has been okay, but Purdue's a better football program than Syracuse right now, right? Syracuse is trying to dig out of from rougher years under Dino Babers. So I like that one. Uh, go Boilermakers, SEC. Now I'm back. So I started with love, and then we just rode the natural roller coaster of emotion of teenagers. And now I'm start. I'm going to end with 
what I call sports hate, right? Not real hate. I don't know these people. I don't wish them ill. But from a sports perspective, I hate Brian Kelly. <laughs> so uh, I won with him in week one, and I'm going to bet against LSU here in week three. Mississippi State, minus two and a half at LSU. Brian Kelly is a home dog in the SEC against Mississippi State. That is a, That alone is enough for the boosters and trustees at LSU to be going, what did we do here? Will Rogers, the Mississippi State quarterback in the Mike Leach air raid, he's going to go crazy. He's gone crazy so far. Mississippi State is 2-0. and LSU, how is L- That's the state of LSU football? That they're an underdog at home against Mississippi State? It's unbelievable, but I'll buy it. And just because I don't think Brian Kelly is a good fit at LSU, and I think he's going to fail again, and so I think Mississippi State wins that, and I'll give the two and a half and watch him win by three. I have two points to add to that. One, I love it. I already bet this game. It, uh, I, I bet Mississippi State minus one and a half at open, so I'm, I'm right there with you with, with my wallet. Um, but two, LSU LSU is one of those teams that I, I don't feel like my numbers have, have a great handle on yet, but – Mississippi State not only is 2-0, and but the most important stat for them is that they're 2-0 against the spread already. I don't think odds makers have caught up to how good they are. I've got them power rated as, my, mm. as the second best team in the SEC West right now behind Alabama. So I, I love that pick. My SEC pick is another underdog on the money line. I'm going to take Vanderbilt money line plus 120. Uh, again, this open with Vanderbilt as a one-point favorite. I project Vanderbilt. At, Who are they playing? Who are they playing? Uh, they are playing Northern Illinois at Northern Illinois. Oh, okay. Uh, I project Vanderbilt as a favorite. Um, this this meets the the line move criteria, uh, and and like I said, seventy five percent of the time the teams that win also cover. So I, I'm not going to take the points. I'm just going to take Vanderbilt on the money line. If it's less than a three point spread, and you like. A dog, you take the money line every time, right? You you kind of talked us through that. That there's just no reason to do it otherwise. Yeah, yeah. The the math the math just works out that it, it makes way more sense to to take the money line to take the positive uh, odds. Okay, so I don't know about you, man of math, but as the man of emotion, I think I'm going five and zero. Oh. I think I'm going five and zero oh this week, and then next week we'll come back and I'll have crashed. Right, I'll be 0-5, I'll be inconsolable, my emotions will have overwhelmed me, and you, the man of math, will talk me through it. But do you like your picks? Do you feel good about these uh, these these Power 5 conference picks this week? I feel good about the work I put in leading up to them. We'll, we'll see how it pans out, but uh, you know, so far so good. Like I said, we're, we're at 70% so far, so hopefully we can, can keep that rolling, but uh, we'll, we'll see. I, I do feel comfortable with, I mean, some of the trends and stuff that I that I dug up this week so uh, from so far this year um, are, are excellent and really encouraging. So I'm hoping hoping that those uh, hold this week. All right. Quick break. When we come back, we call it money-making time with T-Shoe. Doug Lamarice and Tyler Shoemaker, make sure you listen to our game preview for Ohio State Toledo. Me, Nathan Baird, Stephen Means talking through that game. Buckeyes and Rockets in Ohio Stadium at 7 o'clock on Saturday night. It's also in this same feed here on Buckeye Talk because nowadays we're giving you two Friday pods because that's how much, speaking of love, that's how much we love you. We get an upset pick, right? We get an upset pick of the week, and then we get in the weeds for some best bets. Where are you starting? I think we know what the upset pick is here, T-Shoe. <laughs> so, unfortunately for you, well, it worked out for you last week. 
um, you know, partially due to. I mean, you were right. Quarterbacks are, but you were right. Getting hurt. <laughs> right. I mean, like you, you yeah, picked... I mean, it went to over, it went to overtime. That, yeah, that, that's all you can ask for it is opportunity at the end. I literally have that in my notes. Opportunity at the end of the game is all you can hope for with, with these long shot uh, money line underdogs that I'm, that I'm giving out. So we had a chance that went to overtime, you know, some bad injury luck, whatever it, it was the right play. So I'm, I'm okay with that. I'm also okay so week... with winning with the wrong play. Just to be clear. <laughs> Hey, as, as long as as long as you cash the bet, that, that's really all that matters. Uh, so this week I'm going to take, and I'll be honest, this was a very difficult slate to pick because, as I mentioned before, I want this to be at least a touchdown underdog. So I feel like every line this week was like two and a half or twenty five. Mm. There was like no n- nothing in between. So it, it was kind of slim pickings, but I'm going to go with Texas Tech on the money line at three to one plus three hundred odds against NC State. Um, and the reason for that is they're, they're 10 point, 10 and a half point dogs, you pointed out. So the implied win probability by this money line says the odds makers are giving them about a 25% chance to win. I project them with about a 33% chance to win. So we've got about an 8% edge here. And, and like we mentioned earlier, NC State didn't look that great against ECU. They kind of got bailed out by a missed extra point at the end that would have sent it to overtime and really made it a toss-up game. I've got Texas Tech uh, rated – in the top 30 in offense, which is four and a half points better than ECU's offense. Uh, I project this game around the touchdown. So again, like I said, that gives us the opportunity. This, this tells me it's probably going to be closer to a one possession game, which gives us, you know, an opportunity at the end, a weird turnover, a special teams play, whatever. And we're, we're right there. So this will have a chance to, to cash, but again, on these long shots, you know, we're not, we're not betting a full unit here. You're just putting, putting some pizza money on it and, and hoping to, to get a big return on a, on a low risk. Pizza money is that like Little Caesars pizza money, like five bucks for the hot and ready? Like what? Sometimes like at yeah. Domino's, <laughs> Domino's you do it in the app. I have all the pizza apps. Same. I, my whole all my email inbox is nothing but pizza deals. I mean it's ridiculous. Pizza Hut has some good ones. I don't want to do that Detroit pizza thing. By the way, Craig Robinson, great on the office. I'm just worried. I, he's eating too much pizza. I think. Right? I mean, he's just, it doesn't look healthy. Best of luck to Craig Robinson uh, on the Pizza Hut commercials. And why does John Hamm do progressive commercials? Why don't people ever get enough money? John Hamm doesn't have enough money. He's doing a progressive commercial like he's a lizard? It's ridiculous. You're, you're Don Draper. Okay, so you are <laughs> taking the uh, Texas Tech thing. So pizza money, what's that, like five bucks? Ten bucks? When you say pizza money, that's like, ah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, if if you're betting twenty bucks, you know, on on my best bets, if you're betting twenty bucks, like don't bet any more than like five or ten bucks on these long shots. Don't okay. don't bet a full. A, it's not a full bet. So you bet five bucks, but then if you win, you'll get twenty because it's like three to one, right? So that's how you make it. Yep. Then that's a pizza deal. Then you can get some crazy bread. You can get garlic knots, right? I don't ever get wings at a pizza place. I refuse to eat wings at a chain pizza place. Pizza Hut's always like, oh, we have wing, like we have wings at the pizza. I don't. I, they have whole restaurants based on wings. I don't want to get pizza at a wing place. And I don't want to get wings at a pizza place. Do you get wings at Pizza Hut? I don't want to disparage people who do. I just choose not to do it. I don't regularly, but I, but I I have you know especially like if I'm trying to eat a little bit healthy and I don't want to eat the pizza, but I'm like, well, my kids are getting it, so I'll get some wings. So at least it's like chicken, and I can lie to myself and and say that it's not that bad. <laughs> well, if you're lying to yourself, then you got to do what you got to do. That's how guys <laughs> like us get through the day. 
right? You, you eat wings and you bet on football and you lie to yourself and you wake. hope you wake up in the morning. Okay, what are your best bets? We're in the weeds. The Middle Tennessee State Lock of the Week, what is it? Best bet number one, another money line underdog. I'm going North Texas on the money line at plus 125 odds. Is another game very similar to, to Vanderbilt where North Texas opened as a favorite. It's flipped. They're now a two-and-a-half-point dog. Um, I, I project it as a coin flip. This matches all the line move trends I've mentioned, and UNLV is getting 60% of the money. Uh, and so, you know, you guys know how I feel about that. So going North Texas, upset, money line at plus 125. UNLV, the last school that Tate Martell ever played for at UNLV. Then he retired. Uh, okay. Did he ever actually play quarterback? Well, I think he put on a helmet. He might not have played. I don't know. Uh, okay, that's best bet number one. What else? Best bet number two, Memphis, Arkansas State, who Ohio State fans should be familiar with, under 65. So I've mentioned on this podcast before where I like to bet against teams that played against Ohio State or Alabama or Clemson the week after. I'm not betting against them this week, but I am going to take the under because generally the week after teams play – the Ohio States of the world. Their next game is, is kind of ugly. Uh, this line opened at 65 and a half. I projected at 61. It meets all the all the line movement trends, and 87% of the money is on the over. So I'm, oh, wow. I'm going Memphis, Memphis, Arkansas State under 65. That's my best bet of your best bets. I think that's really smart. You get worn down. It's a physical confrontation that, that guys at that level in, in the Sun Belt aren't used to. And you're, they're still going to be sore. Champ Fleming is 5'5". Five, five, and he ran around against Ohio State and did really well. But he took some shots against Ohio Like, right? I don't know. That you don't normally take. So I think that is a very um, – that's emotion. Well, whatever you call emotion in your bones. Bone emotion? <laughs> that would definitely be – if I ever, like, was the lead singer of a cover band, it would definitely be called bone emotion. <laughs> Bone emotion. Yeah. Uh, you want to be in my band, Tissue? Sure. Uh, I'll, I'll see what I can do. <laughs> you seem like a drummer. Are you a drummer? No. No. Okay. I play the no. trumpet. We'll no. see how that works no. in the band and no, bone emotion. No, no instrument skills here. Just just uh, basketball and math. <laughs> I, I'm going <laughs> to... I'm going to go to that Arkansas State game just so I can ask Butch Jones in the post game if they felt like their bone emotion was affected by having played Ohio State the week before. All right, what do you got for the best bet week three? Best bet three, sorry. Last best bet, I'm going Baylor, Texas State under 53. So this line opened at 47.5. I projected at 50.5. So I agree with the early line movement over, but now the, the line's gone way too far the other way. Plus, we're getting under the key number of 51, which. Here's a little nugget. 51 is the second most frequent combined point total in college football. Uh, it, games land on 51 about 2.98% of the time, which is second only to 55 total points. So we're getting under that key number. And totals that have moved four and a half points or more in my favor have hit at 68% so far. And totals specifically that move between four and a half and six points have gone 12 and three for 8% so far this season. Plus, 76% of the money is on the over. So I'm going Baylor, Texas State, under 53. So that is sounds like a really good bet. Also, again, we talked last week. Your 
totals are really where you're feeling some confidence here. And as we know, you bet other things that we don't talk about on this show. How'd you do last week overall on the T-shoe slate? Yeah, the totals totals have been have been awesome. Uh, I'm hitting oh, betting on like if I just bet every total that I project on every single game, I'd, I'd still be over sixty percent on the season. They've been wow. excellent, uh, and and more specifically, totals that where the total moves in my favor, like towards my number, are hitting over seventy percent on every single one. Uh, so they they've been excellent. Uh, last week overall, I went eleven six and one. So it was, it was a great great week um and couple you know couple bad losses in there but it was it was a great week overall i'm up to 22 17 and 2 overall in the season so uh, it's been been very good so far that's really good i i i really like when you when you come in with a total that has like two different things back in it when you're talking about the line movement in your favor and you're talking about that John Q. Public is on the other side from where you're going. Those are the tastiest ones to me. Num, 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 num. Those taste better than than Pizza House wings. I'll tell you that. Uh, all right. We also like to give a little tidbit. People like to learn from you. You got, any, got, you got anything for us, right? Besides, yeah. you know, trust your gut, Doug, you idiot. <laughs> yeah, so this actually was prompted by a message I got on Twitter earlier this week uh, where someone asked me, you know, do you bet the same amount on every single game or do you, you know, feel really good about one, one game and bet, you know, double. And so I was like, wow, that, that's a really good topic for me to bring up here and to put in my write up. That'll, that'll be on cleveland.com today. So my answer to that is yes, I flat bet every single pick that I tweet out that I'm betting, I'm betting the exact same amount on it. Um, I won't say I've never bet more. For instance, when I went to the Michigan game last year and I was there and I was, in the in the moment, I I made the biggest bet of my life, and <laughs> we all know how that went. But aside from that, and then I you said to yourself, "Man, I got to get a job on a podcast to make up for that money I lost on the Michigan yeah. game. Who could I get?" Uh, yeah, we're happy to have you. But like, if you would hit that, you'd just be on an island somewhere. We wouldn't be yeah, doing this. So yeah, so that that was that was rough. So I, yeah, I, I needed this gig to to pay that off. But but no, absolutely. So bankroll management. Uh, I've got a full full write up on that again, but the gist of it is flat bet everything. Don't don't fluctuate your bets. Don't overextend yourself. You know, I, I recommend betting like one to two percent of your bankroll on every play. You know, don't try to double your money overnight because sports betting, if you want to be successful at it, is not a get rich quick business. And if that's your mindset, you're gonna go broke quick. So be patient. It, it's a grind. It, it's it's really hard. Like, like I said before, the best of the best hope to hit 55% in the long run. So don't, you know, you're just, you're not gonna get rich quick in this. And if you do happen to hit a huge, a huge parlay or something crazy, like that's gonna, if that's your strategy, you're going to end up losing more in the long run. So uh, just, just be patient and, and bet the same small units uh, every game. I like crazy parlays and it hasn't worked so far. So uh, that's my tidbit. <laughs> Um, the story again. My family. My family has a, a history of of going to the horse track. My grandpa used to take me when I was a kid, and uh, and when I went and visited, we went and visited my mom uh, recently. I took my my oldest daughter, who now turned eighteen, and we we went to the track, and uh, and a horse died. So that wasn't great. So oh that that she bet on. So that was rough. She was like, I don't want to do this anymore. 
the horse that I bet on had to be put down. And it's like, that actually makes sense. Maybe we won't do this anymore. So it was a, it was a rough night. But the, the story that they tell me, it's like my dad, uh, shortly after, you know, I was born, I was actually born in Las Vegas, which is why I, I currently host a betting podcast. And we moved to Pennsylvania when I was one. And my dad, like, hit a trifecta when I was a baby and, like, the bought the refrigerator that was in our house for 25 years with his horse track money. So that's what I try to do. I'm out to win a refrigerator every time I bet tissue. And guess what? No new appliances in my house yet. So let's do it your way instead. <laughs> it's in your blood. No, I didn't, it's, I didn't I, know I, that. I was, Betting is I can't in your help blood. It. I came out of a slot <laughs> machine. Uh, so, yeah. So it's not my fault. Like most of the things I do wrong, it's not my fault. That's betting the Buckeyes for this week. You, of course, can follow Tyler on Twitter at BuckeyeTie23. We bring you betting the Buckeyes each Friday. We also bring you that game preview show with me, Nathan, and Steven. And we certainly, you guys realize now, we're bringing the six Buckeye talks a week. So we will talk to you guys after the Ohio State game. Late, 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 late Saturday night, 7 o'clock kickoff on Fox, Ohio State, and Toledo for now. Thanks, as always, to the official bookmaker of Buckeye Talk, the great Tyler Shoemaker. I'm Doug Maurice, and that was Betting the Buckeyes on Buckeye Talk. Mm-hmm.